0: Jesus said unto him, Verily I say unto thee, that this night, before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice. Hey listeners, this is Nick from Scripture Central, and today's podcast addresses the question, Why did Peter deny knowing Jesus? Following the institution of the sacrament in the upper room at the Last Supper, Jesus offered several final instructions to His disciples. While John devotes the most time and attention to these final, intimate moments of Christ's life, all four Gospels agree on one aspect of these final instructions. Jesus solemnly told His disciples that He would be seemingly abandoned that night by these chosen apostles, including Peter. All ye shall be offended because of me this night, the Savior told them. For it is written, I will smite the shepherd, and the sheep of the flock shall be scattered abroad. Peter, clearly distraught at the prospect, exclaimed in response, Though all men shall be offended because of thee, yet will I never be offended. And John records him giving an even stronger response, I will lay down my life for thy sake. However, Jesus replied that even Peter would deny him three times before the night had ended. This prophecy can be interpreted in many ways, as can the reason why Peter would have denied Jesus in such a crucial hour. Specifically, some Latter-day Saint commentators have wondered whether Jesus was issuing a command to Peter. Eric D. Huntsman has explored this event as it is portrayed in all four Gospels, offering significant insights into what could have occurred on that fateful night. All four Gospels use a form of the word Arneomai meaning repudiate, disown, or disclaim association with someone or something. Only Matthew and Mark use the future tense of this verb, which has led to the most ambiguity over whether or not Jesus was issuing a command to Peter. However, as Huntsman observes, this verb is used here in a future deponent indicative form, which means that Jesus was foreseeing or prophesying what Peter would do. While later Greek texts could use this verb as a command, such a usage is rare in the New Testament. Huntsman observes that the immediate context of Jesus' pronouncement favors a prediction over a command since it was preceded by Jesus' quotation of Zechariah 13 and his statement that this prophecy would be fulfilled. Furthermore, neither the Lucan nor the Johannine accounts allow the verb for deny to be a future command in the earliest Greek manuscripts, rendering the statement as, The cock will not crow this day until you have denied three times that you know me. The emphasis for Jesus' future statement is on the rooster crowing. Thus, Luke and John appear to classify Jesus' statement as a prediction rather than a command, giving Peter a future sign, the rooster's crow, whereby he may know that what Jesus said would be fulfilled. Strengthening this prophetic interpretation, Luke's account adds an interesting detail wherein Jesus first prays for Peter and tells him, When thou art converted, strengthen thy brethren. However, the word translated in the King James Version as converted literally means to turn back again. The instruction thus implies that Peter will repent in the near future. Ultimately, as Peter watched the trial later that night, he would deny knowing Jesus three times, just as Jesus had said. However, as President Spencer W. Kimball observed, Peter never denied the divinity of Christ. He only denied his association or acquaintance with the Christ, which is quite a different matter. Regardless of the circumstances, Peter was nonetheless saddened by his actions as soon as he heard the cock crow. And Peter remembered the word of Jesus which said unto him, Before the cock crow, thou shalt deny me thrice and he went out and wept bitterly. Regardless of whether or not Jesus originally intended to relay a command to Peter or simply offer a prophetic statement, Peter had no business being outside of Caiaphas's palace in the late hours of this night. He had already made one mistake by cutting off the ear of the chief priest's servant. It would not be a stretch to assume that he must have been very nervous and insecure and so may not have been thinking very clearly. Thus, John W. Welch notes that Peter's reaction by the fire was probably not deliberate. He was truly sorry and wept bitterly over the situation. And he realized that all of Jesus' prophecies would come true. This undoubtedly included Jesus' many predictions of his coming crucifixion. Those were prophecies that Peter and the other apostles had a very hard time initially believing could, should, or would happen to their beloved Savior. In such a strenuous moment, it would be understandable for Peter to say what he did and also to have expressed such deep sorrow and regret. However, that is not the end of Peter's story. Peter, chosen to be the chief apostle, would grow from this experience. In fulfillment of Jesus' desire that when Peter had returned back, he took seriously the charge to strengthen his brethren. As one of the earliest witnesses to the resurrected Christ, Peter would testify of Jesus' salvific mission in boldness, humility, and love for the remainder of his days. Soon after Jesus' resurrection, Peter likewise showed his complete repentance, expressing his love for the Savior three times. Then, back in Jerusalem, Peter and John publicly healed a man in the name of Jesus Christ of Nazareth on the eastern steps leading up to the temple. For that, Peter and John were taken before the Sanhedrin, where they boldly testified of Christ, withstood imprisonment, and were delivered. Afterward, they never again flinched to testify openly and unequivocally of the resurrection of the Lord Jesus Christ. President Kimball made the following observation regarding the character of Peter in light of this incident. I do not pretend to know what Peter's mental reactions were nor what compelled him to say what he did that terrible night but in light of his proven bravery courage great devotion and limitless love for the master could we not give him the benefit of the doubt and at least forgive him as his savior seems to have done so fully we likely will never know the full details of the terrible night when jesus was tried and found guilty of death we will likely never know the full breadth of dangers faced by each of jesus's disciples especially those who had followed Jesus so close to the house of Jesus' most embittered enemies. However, we can know how deep the love that Jesus and Peter had for one another. Peter's faith and priesthood power cannot be denied. Peter was a man of faith, President Kimball observed. He healed the sick by their merely passing through his shadow. Prison walls could not hold him. Because of him, the dead came back to life. He walked upon the water. Soon after Jesus' resurrection and forgiveness of Peter, Peter was boldly preaching in the temple on the day of Pentecost and healing the sick, and he was also imprisoned for preaching that Jesus was resurrected. What should perhaps be the greatest lesson drawn from the denial stories is that Peter, like all of us, could make mistakes, but through Jesus Christ, he could be fully redeemed, rehabilitated, and able to serve faithfully, Huntsman observed. Although we will not necessarily be placed in such a dangerous circumstance as was Peter, we can gain strength from this account of mortal weakness and complete repentance. We can likewise gain confidence as we face our own private struggles and seek to stay true to our baptismal covenants to stand as witnesses of God at all times and in all things, and in all places that ye may be in, even until death, that ye may be redeemed of God. From all this, Peter learned that treading cautiously or trying to be unnoticed as a follower of Christ was not an option. As John W. Welch asks, How often do we deny Christ in our lives by saying less than we know and less than we should? We should never shy away from opportunities to be a witness for Christ. And we must be on guard, for as may be said, we are closest to sin when we think we are farthest from it. Just as Peter stood as a strong witness of Christ for the remainder of his days following this event, we can be witnesses of Christ in all circumstances we may be found in, gaining strength through Peter's example of continually relying on Jesus' love and atonement. Thank you for listening to this presentation from Scripture Central. For more information, please visit scripturecentral.org.